Welcome back, everyone. This week, we have Robbie Hassett from Yext. Yext is at the forefront of AI search technology, bringing clarity to customer questions, technical, non-technical, and everywhere in between. Robbie enjoys helping others. It's something that was ingrained over his years in retail and have served him exceptionally well, having pivoted into technology. I'm your host, Brian Montoya, and I'm not selling you anything. Vamos! Robbie, thank you so much for joining us on I'm Not Selling You Anything. And here's your first question. What do you do at Yext and how'd you get there? So, well, A, thank you for having me. I'm a mid-market account executive. At the end of the day, my job is very specifically to have a really, really good idea and a deep understanding of the challenges and the priorities and goals for potential customers uh, that we're speaking to so that we can align what we do to help them execute their digital strategy, whatever that may mean for their uh, digital customer journey. Cool. So how'd you get to, how'd you jump into Yex? Is it something where you graduated or you, you, you know, when you were growing up, you're like, I want to be an AE for Yex. How'd you get yeah, there? Yeah. I started my, my career in B2B technology and also SaaS sales at Apple. I was at Apple doing that, I'd say a little over a year. What we were doing is we were helping different companies, different organizations deploy their either Apple products or the software that comes with their Apple products mm. and get the most out of it. As you can imagine, like sometimes you're buying a lot of technology or if you're a startup or if you're a company that's scaling up, you need a lot of technology, but there's also a lot of business solutions that you just may not be aware of. And that was my job at Apple and my, you know, my success in doing that and my passion for doing that and helping customers in general, that led me to kind of see what else is out there, dipped my toes in the startup world. Uh, I ended up at a, two different companies that I, that I actually liked very much. The one that I think is worth mentioning is a company called SpeakApp, which is an internal communications platform, SaaS platform. It's meant to help frontline companies who have frontline workers, like if you can imagine a chef or people who work in retail or people who work in hospitality, you know, how do you okay. communicate to those people? Because in many instances, and when I was in retail, when I was one of those people, I had a, you know, a whiteboard in the back room and that's how I was communicated to. So they oh, were- So instead of the whiteboard, make it for 2021 and beyond, right? I think uh, exactly. Erwin is at the, is at the head over there, right? Yeah. So, you know, Erwin, yeah. 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 yeah he's great. Yeah, you know, I, I actually had lunch with him the other day. He's doing very well. SpeakApp's doing very well. But yeah, I had the opportunity okay. to come to Yext, which thank you, by the way, you were instrumental in that in that conversation. And I love it here. It's definitely when, when I came or what I was looking for, I should say, is, you know, definitely a great culture. That's what everybody wants in, in whatever job that they're looking for. A place that has, you know, the, the team that will help you, you know, scale, that will help you grow in your role, but also that startup you feel, you know, it still has that, that like startup grit to it. And it's the best of both worlds. And, and yeah, I, and it's I, a Goldilocks zone a little bit there for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Kind of like taking Apple, which is a giant company, and then the startup world and kind of fusing them together, if, if you will. I guess a, a, a one that follows up for that one. What's the biggest problem that you're solving at Yext? You know, when everyone starts shopping, everyone starts online. That, that's just how the world works. Uh, and it usually starts out with a question. 99.9% .9 of the time, where are you asking that question? Google, right? So what we're doing and what, what Yext is as a company is we're an AI search company helping the brands that we're working with and different companies answer their customers' questions 
with brand verified answers, answers that are actually coming from the company, wherever they're looking. Because the last thing that you want, I'll give you an example, is let's mm -hmm. say, Brian, you were shopping for something on Google. Yeah. And you were brought to something that's not by the company. Maybe it's a blog written by a very biased person, or it's a review site that has reviews from very biased people. You know, that's not something that you want. Right. Or even when you when you land on a website, right? When you actually get to a company that you, you know, you want to buy something from, when you start using their their the search. search bar. If you're not getting the information that you need or your questions answered to move forward, most of the time you're going to bounce off or you're going to go back to Google to find that answer somewhere else. And that's possibly a competitor. So again, using our different solutions and our entire platform, uh, very much an AI search platform to, again, to help answer questions for customers straight from the company themselves to help them move forward. All right. So sort of like this, like, let's say I'm on a website and for instance, I type in, I, I've been on... You've been on tons of websites where you type in a question and it seems like the question doesn't come from that particular website. It just comes from maybe a review or someone else. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before. You know, there are, there are many different search solutions out there There's that have, that have been in the market for quite a while. Some of them pulling from different places on the web, and that's just how those search experiences work. But, you know, I mean, if you think about it, when it comes to the answers and the content that you want to drive your, your web visitors or your potential customers to, you really want that coming from all of the places where your marketing team or your brand team or whoever stands up all of your public information. You want it to be coming from them so that it's speaking from obviously your brand voice or real actual answers from the company. So the interesting thing about that and one of the exciting things is that when we launched AI search, we were very much, we were driving a lot of value in, from a marketing perspective, right? For customers who were landing on, on websites and, and helping people get the information they need to either convert, get to a correct page, read an article where they can learn a little bit, and then, you know, click a CTA or whatever that means for you. But what we found, and this is where, where we're evolving and, and we've seen a very, very large need is support. What happens for people who are already customers and going to your website and still asking questions? That is a very big area that we're, we're also, we're providing a lot of value for different companies there. Is that, is that because you found that customers, once they are customers and they are on the website or looking for an answer, did you find that a lot of customers churn because they would go to the website and not find that answer? Like, how do you how do you quantify that, that that happened because the, they weren't there? You know, that, that that's really interesting to me, that attribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say churn. It's more about, you know. CSAT? Yeah, CSAT is a very big part of it, right? The experience themselves. Let's say I, I did sign up or I did purchase something from a company. I go to their website because either something's not working or I just want to learn a little bit more about it to do better with whatever I bought. If I go and ask that question and I can't find it in X amount of time, that might be 30 seconds with my attention span, you know, that's not the best customer experience, but where we we're seeing actual, you know, where, where it's really making a difference is for instance, like a call center, helping people find an answer that is low hanging fruit. Let's just say it's somewhere on the website, but with the original search experience or whoever the website was originally laid out, they just couldn't find that answer, helping reduce uh, those support tickets, the time it takes to resolve uh, a support call. And also, you know, as a, as a byproduct of that, the result of that is reduced support costs. I have to bring this up because 
you're doing what sort of like you you guys are you you are answering that buyer that buyer cry for help of like i just want it done easier and faster and if you can't do it easy and fast well i'm going to go to the competitor like you just said Precisely. it's going to offer that quicker right so Precisely. sales bricks does just that right so we power a pricing page for the customer that has an hour to get five new seats i've got an hour to get five new seats you're able to go on to Salesforce and get those five seats as opposed to going through the funnel of CS, which is fine. It's a good funnel, but some folks just don't have the time and some customers buy differently. We oh, allow sure. your customers to do just that, to buy differently. So I just think it's great that, I, yes, I know what Yex does, but it, it was just so serendipitous that it came up this way. Like you're just, you're helping customers buy and find answers the way they want. And in 2021 and beyond, fast. And I love the way that you said that because it is about buying different. It's, you know, the buyer's journey has evolved. And that's very much, I mean, if you think about it, if you really think about it, a, a very, very strong marketing principle that I always live my life by okay. is meet customers where they are. Now that for many, many years has meant a, a bunch of different things, you know, speak the language that they speak, put your ads, obviously in magazines or ads or billboards where they're going to see them X, Y, Z, put them on websites that, that they yeah. visit. But a big part of it is also just analyzing the behavior. Yeah. And the behavior is changing and what the behavior has evolved into <clears throat> is Google has retrained us in how we search in our personal lives. It has also changed what we, what our expectations are in what we will accept right. as an answer, right? So, and we're speaking into our phones now, we're using Siri, we're using Alexa, we're speaking in natural language, but it seems the enterprise search world has just not caught up in a, in a lot of ways. It's a fantastic answer, Robbie. Thank you so much. And not just because it sort of speaks to what we do too. All right, awesome. So let's just transition there to, to our next question, which is, which I think fits in really nicely here. What do you think has changed the most over the past year for the SaaS sales process? I would definitely have to say, I mean, what hasn't changed first, what hasn't changed is it's very, you know, it's all about the value. Now, what that means has changed, I think, a little bit. And that's because of what's been happening in the world, obviously. You know, COVID has absolutely affected certain industries more than others, A, and the way that people buy. You know, uh, it, it's definitely made people think about what what they're going to be needing in the future now versus two to three to five years, you know, and that again, that means different things for different people that could mean that they are moving forward with a solution now, or that they're not moving forward with a solution now it, it really depends, I think from what's also, well, what I think is really exciting also is since our AI search solution started out as I was mentioning earlier in like a marketing type of uh, type of value set, if you will, since we've recognized other areas where AI search can be utilized, it's opened up who we can speak to and provide value to when it comes to the departments and, and the companies that we're speaking to, it's opened that up substantially because, you know, as you can imagine from a marketing perspective, we're always trying to speak to someone who runs the digital customer journey, you know, somewhere on the yeah. website. What kind of role is that? What is that role like? What do you look for? It's funny that you say that. It could be many different things. It could be many different things. They're, they're a digital innovation officer. It could be 
a, a common role as a CMO. It could be somebody in operations. It could, it could be many different things. Robbie, what does the account executive role look like in five years? Not just for Yex, just in general. What do you think will change over the next five years? How will that look like in five years to be an account executive in SaaS? Yeah, that, well, something that I hope actually goes back to the way it was is in-person meetings. You know, that's definitely something that we that we lost over the past few years. I'm sure you've felt that as well. You know, it's it's always good to be able to just be in a room with the the individuals and the companies that you're helping. I I think it develops a relationship that may not be able to happen on Zoom or to be done digitally. Yeah, there's something tangible there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think it's going to hopefully go back in that direction. And you know, you and I work in technology. We work in some pretty innovative technology sectors. So it's it's hard to say. It's honestly hard to say. Who knows? Who knows what is going to be around in 5 years in regard to communication, in regard to sales enablement and getting people information that they need? Like as you know in this industry, you know, we're always sending over some type of metrics or insights that we found with customers who knows what that's going to look like? Right, you know, right. Will, Will, do you think, uh, I bring this one up. It's a funny one that we kind of happened on LinkedIn a couple of months ago. Will, will cold FaceTimes be more of a thing? It could be. It could be. And the technology behind FaceTime could be totally different. I saw technology the other day. I, I literally saw, speaking, there's a little bit off topic, but I no, saw- No, off topic's great. Yeah, how you can- literally project your body almost like as a hologram. It was like, it, it almost looked like kind of like a booth. It looked kind of like a booth that you would do a call in, but it had a body in it, you know, like a like an actual person who was recording themselves at home. Can you imagine what it would be like to be able to project yourself into like a, a you know, some type of boardroom for a call like that? Like when you're meeting with decision makers, like who knows? <laughs> When did you see this? That sounds awesome. It was honestly- now that like, I, At first, I'm like, I don't really know. But now no, I'm coming around. The, if I find the link, if I find the link, I'll, I'll send it over to you because that was, that blew my mind a little bit. It, you know, is it going to be something that we adopt within the next five years? I don't know. But, you know, this gave me like huge Jetsons vibes. That's so sick. This might be a thing. This might if you be find thing. the link, we are going to find the link and we're going to add it to the, to the, to the description of this episode. I need to know it. I don't think I could get on an, on a flight later today until I figure this part out because yeah, then cool. I could just, I could just teleport myself to, to, to family, to family Christmas. I don't even need to go. So <laughs> let's figure this out quickly. All right, Robbie, good looks on that one, man. Thank you so much. Your next question, where do you keep up to date on industry news? Are you on Reddit? Are you on Quora? Are you on LinkedIn? Are you on Medium? What do you, wh where do you go for your info? No, it's a great question. I'm, I, I eat, sleep, live, and breathe on LinkedIn. You know, I'm very much following. I have a lot of saved companies and groups that I'm in. That's that's pretty much where I get most of my alerts and my news. I, I obviously pay attention to social. You know, if I see something, if if a company that I'm that I'm interested in IPOs or or does anything like that, but usually all that stuff is on LinkedIn as well. Um, that's that's pretty much where I get most of my news. Moving along to the next one, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given in your career? I love that question because it relates. I, I said earlier that I wasn't going to go too far uh, into the into the history, but I was in retail for ten to twelve years in my twenties, let's say teens and and twenties, most of the all of the twenties. And uh, some of the best advice that I've ever given, and I call it the best advice, is because I still use it today. 
are all the things that I learned about excellent customer service and ex being an excellent listener, really understanding you know, how to be a customer-centric, customer-focused individual and empathizing with a customer, kind of understanding, you know, where their challenges are really coming from, as I was mentioning earlier, having a deep understanding of what their challenge is. Because it's not just about, hey, this is what it is. It's really understanding how it's affecting them, their business, their day-to-day, -day, their livelihood. So yeah, a, little, a little empathy goes a long way. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big thing for me. And so I would say all of those, all, all of those customer centric, customer focused, customer service types of, I guess, little tidbits that I've gotten over the yeah. years, but one of them that sticks with me is that, and this, this is advice for your professional life, your personal life. You could literally relate it anywhere is nobody remembers what you said or how you said it. They only remember how you made them feel. I don't remember who said that. And that's probably a quote. The person who told me that probably got it from somewhere else, but you could relate that to anything internally working with your colleagues, people in your family, friends, yeah. customers, you know, customer interactions, especially you want to make sure that you're again, coming from a, coming from the right place or, or with your leadership or with a, a direct report coming from the right place, because that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to remember. And that has, you know, that's, I think that's taken me pretty far. It's funny, like uh, people have asked me before how I've gone from retail into the world and the career that you and I are in now. And really it has to do with being a people person, being able to speak to anyone and have a good conversation. That's really it. That's really all it, that's really all it is. It sounds so easy, doesn't it, Robbie? But it's, it's something oh, yeah. that you have to work on, right? Asking good questions is not something that just comes up naturally. It's- Of course. It's something that you have to just listen to people that do it really, really well and take that and form it into your own. I think it's really, I think that's some really great advice for anyone to take. Nobody remembers what you said or how you said it. They only remember how you made them feel. That sounds like a really good answer for the next and final question. So you might've answered it already, but we're going to ask anyway, we'll see what you come up with. If you could have a gigantic billboard, Robbie, with anything on it, what would it be and why? I don't know. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. What would, your, what would yours be? Ooh, turning it on to the host. Okay, this is my first time answering. We didn't even plan that. My answer is wealth is of the heart and mind, not the pocket. It's, it's not anything that you can really explain perfectly. It's just this feeling of satisfaction and just happiness. So I think the true measure of someone's wealth is not the number on their bank statement. It's how, it's how, it's how happy they are in their heart and how happy they are in their mind. That's my I answer. I love that. I love that because you mentioned something and I, and I haven't really thought of it this way. Uh, you mentioned how it affects other people and how wealth, I think it's interesting because if you really think about it, if you're thinking about it in the way of, Hey, I have a bunch of expensive things that what if there was nobody else, what does that do for you? Yeah. You know, you just have a bunch of things and nobody, nobody knows, you know, so wealth can't be something that is just something that affects you by how others feel about you. Right. It's not predicated on how someone perceives you. It's not that. Yes. Right. Yeah. It, it, I, I love that. That, you know. Yeah. I agree. So we switched it up a little bit. The final question was turned around to the host. I really like it. Robbie, 
We're at the end here, man. This was a really good time. Robbie, you've been there for me when I was looking to find my way. I was out in the woods for a while and you've been really, really instrumental in, in getting me to where I am in tech today and, and just going after it and doing it. And you provided actionable insight. You answer the phone, you'll answer the text whenever I need anything. And, and my man, oh, I honestly, yeah. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't thank you enough for that, dude. Thank you. No, absolutely. And, and thank you. Thank you, A, for having me on here and all of the advice and conversations that I, you and I both know we've had a lot of in-depth conversations about all of this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, this is just one we're showing the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just one we're showing to, to everyone else, but uh, no, but yeah, man, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, buddy. Well, that was Robbie. I've known Ravi for something like 20 years at this point. And if you want to talk AI search, mechanical keyboards, or Power Rangers, he's as good a resource on all three as there is on this blue marble. Thanks to our sponsor, Sastrodamus. Sastrodamus is a community for founders of modern technology to ruminate on the future. You want to know what's around the curve? Join Sastrodamus. And that's it. Catch us next week as we interview Jack Dorsey. All right. See you later.